Hello, and welcome to Gen Z Israel. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this podcast. مرحبا وأهلا بكم في جيل زد إسرائيل. شلوم وبروخي مبايم لجن زي إسرائيل بودكاست. Hello and welcome to Gen Z Israel. My name is Adi Meyer. I'm one of the Israel Diplomacy Fellows from the Consulate General of Israel to New England, and I will be your host today. As it is the National Month of Hope, we are so excited to introduce you to Fatima Al-Harbi, Director of Gulf Affairs at Sharika. Hello, Fatima. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to have you on, and I'm very excited for this. Hello. Uh, it's my pleasure. I'm so honored to be here today. Thank you. Well, before we get into your current work, Could you please tell us a bit about your background? Sure. So um, um, my name is Fatima and I'm 30 years old. Um, um, I was born in Bahrain and raised in Bahrain, but I lived my whole life in Bahrain, uh, but except for five years where I studied abroad in Australia, um, uh, finishing my bachelor degree in human resources management and politics and government studies. And then um, I studied uh, international management, uh, a master's of international management. Uh, and I'm also a published author of five books. So in the past, you've worked in consulting, education, writing. Um, how did you end up as the director of Gulf Affairs at Sharika? Yeah, sure. Um, as I said, I published five books and, and, and my books uh, genre is fiction. So I always tend to bring uh, real life events with my imaginations and words uh, where I, I start with love story. But I within the story, I try to raise awareness of women issues in the Middle East, like living and studying abroad, which is not very acceptable broadly or like mental health issues. Um, and I also have always loved try, trying and exploring. Uh, so that's why I think I started with my books. But I suppose life took me in this journey to explore myself and my abilities. Um, uh, for me, this journey has taught me a lot. It wasn't easy, like going from consulting, then education and writing, uh, but it taught me a lot and it wasn't easy. But thankfully, it led me to where I am today with Sharaka, doing something I love and passionate about. So I suppose the journey within those fields have led me to be where I am today. So it sounds like actually the act of writing the books that you've written has been a big part of getting to you to where you are right now. Could you tell us a little bit more about the books you've written, what they are exactly? Of course, um, I have published five novels. Um, it all started with me being um, a girl in, in, a, in a foreign country that I don't know so much about. Being in Australia uh, for the first few months was very hard for me, like explore, exploring myself and the country and trying to understand the face that I'm starting. So I started with writing my feelings, um, what I observe like uh, what's happening around me and trying to pour out my feelings um, so I I'm not sad and homesick <laughs> but it started with this but then started noticing um, uh, stories 
happening uh, around me. Uh, so I knew I can write about them. So I started writing the stories in my words, in my feelings, uh, which helped me a lot uh, uh, mentally uh, and trying to be actually writing the story with a real lifetime events, but putting my imagination into the story. Um, it took me, I think, two years at the beginning while studying my bachelor degree, writing my first book, which was about uh, a girl uh, studying and living abroad, uh, exploring herself, falling in love, and having the struggles she would uh, um, encounter while being abroad. Uh, so it was for me uh, a way to to be more normal in my situation in Australia. Uh, and then um, I figured out that I could really write books. Uh, so it all then started uh, um, um, coming one book after the other. Um, I tried to raise uh, women issues, awareness uh, in the Middle East, the things that people don't like talking about like mental health issues. One of my book, uh, um, um, I wrote a love story, but through the love story, I tried to um, tell people more uh, about the effects and the reasons and how to cure the problem. And one of my books I actually uh, wrote, which is the real information of the yeah. Malaysian flight that disappeared uh, and then uh, I put it into a blot and a story. What would they have said and what would happen uh, in the airplane before they disappeared? Wow. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. You have a really interesting story. Um, I guess I was just wondering if you could first before we get into a little bit more about the work you're doing at Sharika, what does the sh does Sharika, the word itself mean? And if you could tell us a bit more about the mission overall and its personal significance to you? Actually, uh, Sharaka means uh, partnership, but in Arabic. Uh, the organization was founded by young leaders uh, from Israel and the Gulf countries in order to turn the vision of people-to-people -people peace into reality. Um, we didn't want to keep it on a governmental level. We wanted to make it real peace between people-to-people and bring people of the Abraham Accords together. Um, throughout our offices in Israel and in the UAE, we organized uh, joint uh, initiatives, projects, and dialogues in order to build the bridges between our societies. Um, as normalization between Israel and its Arab neighbors spreads, we are expanding our activities throughout the Middle East. Um, for me personally, it's been once-in-a-lifetime experience. I've never imagined taking part in, in an organization such as Sharaka, where we create history and change the region. I never thought I would ever visit Israel in my life, but I've got the chance to, and um, we have uh, changed a lot in the region. So you were actually the first Bahraini youth to visit Israel after the Abraham Accords. Isn't that correct? How would you describe that first experience? And also, could you tell us whether that experience met your expectations for what it was going to be, 
or if it was a little different. Sure. Um, exactly. I was like the first Bahraini used to go and visit Israel because um, I've been invited to go <clears throat> to Israel after the Abrahamic Accord signing by, I think, two and a half months, which yet uh, the government didn't set up the tourist visa. So people didn't, and even the direct flight didn't start from Bahrain. So people didn't start traveling back and forth from Israel to Bahrain. Um, so I, I was invited uh, to go and visit Israel in the first Bahraini Emirati delegation to Israel, which is like one of the Sharaka programs where uh, people from the Gulf go to Israel and people from Israel go to the Gulf to explore each other countries. And it's like a culture exchange experience. So for me, um, as I said, it's once in a lifetime experience um, traveling uh, for me to the unknown. Uh, for us, it was impossible to go and travel to, to Israel. We never knew Israel. We never knew Israelis. We only knew what the media had shown. Uh, and that's it. And we've always saw Israel and Israelis as the enemy in our region. But f for me, I wanted to go and see myself. I didn't want to hear about it from the media. I didn't want to hear it, to hear about it from anyone else. So uh, uh, it wasn't as I expected. Uh, uh, I tried not to put so many expectations on uh, in my mind, but media also affects us in some way. Um, so the experience for me, people were so welcoming. I was shocked how welcoming were the Israelis. Because, um, you know, um, for us, uh, we saw them as the enemy. So I, I know they see Arabs also as the enemy. They were stopping us in the streets, uh, welcoming us, saying exactly, we have been waiting for this for so long to have peace with the Arabs. Uh, the, inviting us to their homes, complete strangers, inviting us to Shabbat dinners, taking pictures of us. We felt actually like celebrity in the streets of Tel Aviv. Wow, so that sounds like a really special experience. Um, and I think it goes to something else more broadly that you've talked about in the past something that you call the quote, New Middle East. Could you speak a little bit about what you mean when you say that? Of course, uh, as I said, uh, everything is changing now. Um, for us to have relations between uh, average Bahraini person with an average Israeli person, like normal people living their lives, we could never think of this happening like 20 years ago. And we never thought it will happen today. It might be in the future, in the next hundred years, but never in our lifetime. So uh, the, the region is changing uh, for our countries to have uh, diplomatic uh, ties with Israel, Bahrain and UAE with uh, uh, Israel is something we never thought of happening uh, for the people to have connections. This is impossible to think about. Um, for, for, for me personally, um, we had um, events like Hanukkah in, in our countries. Who ever thought we will celebrate Hanukkah? Uh, 
uh, with Muslims attending. So this is the new Middle East we're, we're living in. Like the impossible is possible right now. Wow, yes, and Sharka is definitely doing a lot to make that happen. So could you tell us a bit about what exactly Sharka is doing to accomplish these goals? Sure. Um, uh, for us in Sharaka, Sharaka members uh, try to lead grassroots initiatives and activities in order to translate the vision of the Abrahamic Accords into concrete cooperation on the ground. We didn't want to keep it on the government, government level. We wanted to bring it down to the grassroots and to the people. Uh, so Sharaka tries to organize intercultural dialogues in person and online, um, uh, social activities, and also to bring social activists to exchange experiences, um, to ask questions uh, and build interpersonal connections. So for us um, in Sharaka, we started uh, with the, the um, delegations, as I, I said previously, where we bring uh, people from every country, uh, uh, from Bahrain, and UAE to go and visit Israel and explore it themselves and to see it by their eyes and for from people uh, from Israel to go and explore our region. Um, we also have uh, some uh, delegations going to the US where, where we go on a speaking tours uh, combined with the Israelis, uh, Bahrainis, uh, Emiratis and even Egyptians. To, to speak about the Abrahamic Accords uh, in the US. We also have joined initiatives where we celebrate a Jewish holiday with a Muslim holiday in one day, where we had the Hanukkah, uh, and uh, we also had the um, Emirates National Day in the same day celebrated in Dubai with people from Israel, Bahrain, Dubai, and different nationalities attending the event. We even celebrated two Bijvat, which I knew nothing about it before, where we planted, um, we said, uh, planting uh, seeds of peace in Bahrain and Israel and Dubai at the same time. And we also even uh, working on a scholars uh, form where we bring scholars from the Abrahamic Accords countries and uh, let them do papers in security, ge geopolitics, and other topics that interest uh, people from the Abrahamic Accords countries. Wow, that's a lot. So that's a lot <laughs> of really incredible work. Um, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the more recent things that you guys have done. Um, just on March 24th, members of the Georgia General Assembly and the Consulate General of Israel to the Southeast launched the Georgia-Israel Legislative Caucus, and you were actually present in order to represent Sharika. So uh, what was that like? What did it mean for you and for the organization that Sharika was able to attend? Uh, it's remarkable because I've, I've never thought like, okay, we're creating history, but I never thought that, that like something like this event I would attend in my lifetime um, because um, being in the U.S. and being in Georgia's state house is, is something I, I would remember my whole uh, uh, lifetime. But witnessing the launch of uh, Georgia's and Israel caucus 
at Georgia State Capitol with the presence of the governor, uh, Brian Kemp, and consul general to the southeast, Anat Sultan Dadun, and senators, House representatives. For me, it's heartwarming uh, to hear my country, Bahrain, mentioned uh, on that day uh, because of me being there. And our work at Sharaka acknowledged it is something I would never forget. Yes, I mean, that's so incredible. Um, and beyond that, you're doing some more work with students. Yes. So recently at Clark Atlanta University, you and other members of Sharika had the opportunity to speak with students from historically black colleges about the Abraham Accords and the new Middle East. So what was that like and what was the purpose behind doing that? Um, I really enjoyed that talk uh, because uh, that event was different from other events we, we have attended. It was uh, like being in Clark Atlanta University and meeting students from historically black colleges is something I never thought will happen, especially through the Abrahamic Accord uh, um, uh, for me. Uh, meeting people from different countries at that day and different religions, they most of them weren't uh, Jewish or Muslim. Um, I even met uh, some students from Saudi Arabia at that day. Um, so having people really interested to hear our story and to discuss with us was really heart heartwarming for me. Um, they had questions and uh, and when we answered them afterwards, it's really affected them. One of the uh, the students have told me that really changed my mind. So that's the change we've always we want to uh, make. Uh, the conversation was very interesting for me. We talked uh, that day about the Abrahamic Accords and the new Middle East, and of course the work of Sharaka. Uh, people were curious and uh, wanted to know more and, and understand the Middle East. So what do you think the impact of discussions like that within the U.S. and with the U.S. youth has that's different than maybe the other work that Charika is doing? Having uh, the, the students and the youth uh, of the U.S. to understand more about the Middle East and to be aware of what's happening actually in the Middle East, because we noticed a lot of people have wrong assumptions about the Middle East or wrong ideas, uh, even to start with about women rights even in Bahrain. So uh, for me to be in a place where people want to hear from me and to understand and to clarify uh, our region, uh, to know more about women rights or other topics happening in my country or our region, it's uh, very significant uh, for me to have this change because I noticed like people ca came to me afterwards telling me that you really changed my mind or I, I never knew. So um, I feel so blessed to, to be in a position that I can affect uh, people. Yeah, I mean, I'm grateful as a, as a student to be hearing from you directly. I think we could all benefit from from hearing from people from places that are different from where we are living and growing up and learning. And um, that's the only way to really build connections and uh, really learn what's going on in places that are different from where we are. So that's true. I think that's really important. 
since it is the month of hope, <laughs> I wanted to hear about your hopes and goals in regards to Sharika's mission and outcomes. Do you believe that building bridges culturally has true implications for peace between nations? And where is Sharika going next? Sure. Um, uh, to start with, I do believe like building uh, bridges uh, has true uh, effect on peace between na nations because uh, I once heard uh, a lady in one of her tours saying, if you knew the other person, you cannot hate them. So we start with this. We should know the other. If we know the others like living in Israel, for them to know the others living in Bahrain, they won't hate each other. This is like the, the block to start with in, 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 in ending conflicts and ending hatred. Um, I hope my hope is to that we all live in peace, no matter what's religion and nationality. I hope more countries actually will join the Abrahamic Accord soon uh, in the next few years. And for us in Sharaka is to bring people together and to create uh, a platform which is world, uh, worldwide known and bringing people together. I am inclined to agree for absolutely about the impacts of building bridges between people at the ground level. Um, I mean, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. We're trying to build bridges between Israelis and Americans um, and also between others and to share the stories of others, um, like your story and the work that you're doing. So we're, we're really grateful for you coming to speak with us today. Just one more question. How would you encourage the younger generation to get involved in building towards this goal? Of course, uh, for me, I would say to keep an open mind. Uh, starting with keeping an open mind is to know the other and to start a conversation. That's where everything would start. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Fatima. I hope you have all the success um, moving forward regarding your mission. Uh, thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for having me and good luck with your podcast. Thank you for listening to Gen Z Israel. And feel free to reach out to us at pr at boston.mfa.gov.il with your questions and comments.